Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to continue our study of the book of Kings, <coughs> the first book of Kings, that's Melachim Aleph. We're about to study chapter 12, Perak Yud Bet. And uh, we have just learned of the read at the end of 11 with the passing of Shlomo HaMelech, the passing of King Shlomo, and uh, the fact that his son Rechav Am is about is set now to take over the kingship. We also learned of the troubles at the end of Shlomo's kingdom, which was a result of his straying from the path of God, from his following foreign idols, from his getting corrupted by his wealth and his horses, and most importantly by <coughs> his multiple wives, which led his heart astray away from God. <coughs> In chapter 11, we read two prophecies. <coughs> One was a prophecy <coughs> that God said to Shlomo. The other was a prophecy that God spoke through his prophet Achia Hashiloni to Yeravam. Yeravam, or Jeroboam, was the, an instigator of some troubles in Shlomo's kingdom. As Shlomo's kingdom was in its waning days, there was uh, because he had strayed from God, the troubles were popping up, rebellions were occurring in some of the uh, subjugated or vassal provinces in Aram and in uh, Edom. And within the people themselves, Yeravam was leading somewhat of a, not really an insurgency yet, but uh, uh, people that were protesting uh, um, Shlomo's treatment of the, of the common folk. And Yeravam had run away to Egypt. And Yeravam had received a prophecy as well. And I want to take this opportunity to discuss a little bit the nature of prophecies. One of the issues that many people have with the chapter we're about to study together is God had predicted, or he had prophesied, that the kingdom would split, that Yeravam would be the king of the ten tribes that split away from the Judea. So both Rechavam was likely to have known the prophecy that was told to Shlomo, which was, because of your misbehavior, I'm going to split the kingdom up, right? And Yeravam for sure knew the prophecy that he was going to become king of the ten tribes. But nonetheless, it is presented in chapter 12 as if those events were the result of, a, of human behavior, result of terrible mistakes that Rechavam made, and eventually Yeravam too, that Rechavam who eventually became the king of Yehuda of Judah, and Yeravam who eventually became the king of Israel. So because they knew that these events had been predicted and prophesied, to what extent are they responsible for the deeds which, so why is it, you know, for the deeds which brought that about? And I, I want to submit here, and this is very important. We've emphasized these ideas until now, and this is very important to understanding the Bible in general and prophecies in particular. And that is that a prophecy is not a prediction of events that is going to happen. That's not at all what it is, never what it's meant to be, and that's not even how the prophecies are presented. Let's look carefully at the prophecy that was spoken to Shlomo that we studied together in chapter 11. What did God say to Shlomo in, in chapter 11, verse 11? God said to Solomon, Because this is the way you are behaving. And you have not kept my, my covenant and my chukot. 
in my laws, Asher Tiviti Alacha that I've commanded you. Therefore, Koroa Ekrat Hamamlochome Alacha I am going to tear the kingdom apart, and so on and so forth. And God goes on. God very clearly states that as a result of this behavior, therefore such and such is going to happen. Which also leaves open the possibility that if Shlomo or his son should improve their behavior, maybe this degree can be changed. No decree, and as we find this throughout the words of the rabbis in Chazal, that bad decrees can always be rescinded if people repent, if people learn their ways. And now let's look very closely at the language with which God spoke to Yeravam through his prophet, but still God speaking to Yeravam. What was the language that God used? And let's look at this clearly here. Um, he said, you know, to tear the cloak up. Um, he said in verse 33, Because they, meaning the house of David, has forsaken me, and they bow down to these idols, and so on and so forth. They did not go in my ways to do what is proper in my eyes, and my laws and my, judge and my rules. Right? That's why <coughs> I, I, I'm then, therefore, I'm going to make you king over half and so on. So, what Yeravam and Rechavam are actually going into the, this, what we're about to read in the next chapter, this next very important point, which ended up being a horrifically tragic point in the history of the Jewish people and the history of the people of Israel, is they both know that the tearing apart of the kingdom is dependent upon the behavior of the king, and most specifically, the sitting king right now, who is Rechavam. And Yeravam knows, Jeroboam knows, that once the kingdom splits and he becomes king, how long and how successful his kingship will be depends on his behavior. Unfortunately, as we've seen so many times, despite people knowing how much is riding on their decisions, and how much depends on the decisions that they're about to make, they still make the wrong decisions and bring about tragic and terrible results. I mean, case in point, Shlomo HaMelech himself. The king Shlomo had been definitely warned over and over again through the Torah itself not to accumulate too much wealth, not to accumulate too many wives, not to accumulate too many horses. And Shlomo um, <coughs> disobeyed those rules and ended up corrupting himself and, and ruining his kingdom. Um, in the same way, Rechav Am is, go, is about to go into his job, which is to try to maintain and keep the kingdom together and try to keep the legacy of his father and his illustrious uh, father and grandfather and, and, and move it into uh, future generations uh, uh, you know, for posterity, but he's, he's going to fail anyway. So here we go. So this just shows the height of arrogance that people have that despite knowing and being forewarned and understanding what's coming up, they're still going to make this mistake. Vayelech Rechav Am Shechem. Rechav Am went to the city of Shechem. Why? Because Ki Shechem Ba'chal Yisrael Amlichoto. Because to Shechem, the entire people of Israel had come in order to make him king. Now this is important. Kol Yisrael, all of the people. So at this point, there is no thought of separating. The people come together, all the tribes come together, they are one nation. They've been one, unified since the days of David, they've been unified through the days of Shlomo, 
and they intend to be unified and crown Rechavam as king over them all. Vayehi, and it was Kishma Yeravam ben Nevat, that Yeravam ben Nevat heard of this, Vuhu Odenu ben Mitzrayim, at the time he was still in Egypt. Remember, he had run, Asher Barach Shlomo, he had run away from King Shlomo. Vayeshev Yeravam ben Mitzrayim, he had been hiding in Egypt <coughs> because Shlomo was, was searching after him to kill him. So Yeravam had run to Egypt for protection. So Vayishlechu, the people sent Vayikra'ulo, and they called him back. With the impression that we get here is that Yeravam heard <coughs> that Rechavam was crowned, but Yeravam did not pick up himself and go back, not knowing maybe the people will be loyal to Rechavam, the new king, right? And maybe there's no place for me, and if I go back, <coughs> I'll still be in danger. But then the people called for him, then Yeravam knew that he had support. So Vayavo Yeravam v'cholkal Yisrael. And then Yeravam came and, and with the entire congregation of Israel, so this would seem like all the tribes, <coughs> under the leadership of Yeravam representing them, Vayidabru el Rechavam leimar, and they spoke to Rechavam saying the following. So here Rechavam has just sat down on his throne and Yeravam, who is his father's nemesis, Representing the people, and presumably the other leaders of the Kahal Yisrael, of the, of the, of the congregation, came and, and made the following request of Rechavam. Avicha hiksha et uleinu. Your father made our yoke heavy. He overburdened us. And this is something, a sense that we got at the end of Shlomo's reign, that the burden of work and taxes and everything to maintain this vast kingdom was getting very, very difficult. And you now, please, lessen, decrease, lighten the work that your father, the difficult and tough labor that your father made us do. And from the, and the very heavy yoke that he put upon us, and then we will all serve you together. So here they are under Yeravam's leadership asking Yeravam and pledging their loyalty. All we ask for is, 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 is a lesser burden. You know, give us something and then we will all be... Now implicit in this is that if you don't lighten the load, we will not serve you. Presumably, uh, this prophecy that was told to Yeravam was already known. People already knew that Yeravam was a potential leader, but Yeravam was understanding the, the, the directive as God gave this prophecy was if Rechavam were to act in a noble and just and proper way, then the kingdom will remain united under Rechavam. And maybe, uh, you know, and, and then the kingdom will not be split. Vayom he said to them, Lechu od shlosha yamim v'shuvu elai. Go away for three days, you know, leave my place for three days, and then come back. And the people left. Rechavam is new to the throne. Uh, one, you know, so he's, he needs three days to think it over, to talk to his advisors. One thing that Rechavam does not do is talk to a Navi, does not talk to a prophet. He does not consult God. But he does consult another group. Rechavam went to ask the elders, those that were like the king's council in Solomon's days of Shlomo his father. 
when he was still alive. And he lay and he asked to them, How do you advise? What word should I answer this nation? You know, based on what they asked me. The elders, having had a lot of experience, would probably have seen Shlomo's kingdom in its decline. And they would know and understand fully that his grip, that Rechav Am's grip on the uh, people is not nearly as strong as Shlomo's was. And they understood that he needs to show the people that he's willing to work with them. So Vayadabru Elav Leymar, and they spoke to him as follows. Im hayom eved if today you act as a servant of the people and you serve them and you answer them in other words you respond to them and you speak to them things that they that are good words that they want to hear then for the rest of the days they will always be your servants here lies the key to a successful king in the biblical and, and Jewish concept of what a king is. The king is the servant of the people. Show them today that you are the servant of the people and you serve them. Then they will know that, that they should be loyal to you. But he forsake, he ignored the advice of the elders that gave him that advice. And he's talked to the younger ones, Asher Godlui To, that had been raised with him. So these were his friends, his buddies, that were younger, that were first coming into power. Asher Homdim Lufanov. These are the ones that stood with him, that stood in front of him, not the ones that were his father's advisors. By Omar Aliyam, and he said to them, Ma'atem no'atim, what advice do you give in Ashiv Dovar Tomaza that I should answer? Asher Dibru Eli Lemar, that they said to me, Hakel Minoola Asher Nasana Vichalenu that you should lighten the burden that your father placed upon us. And the young ones who had grown up with him said, answered him as follows, this is what you should say to this nation. The ones that spoke to you, this is how you should say. Your father, right? They, they, the ones that said to you, your father, made our 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 all our yoke heavy and you please make it light go to this is what you should say katoni ava mimasne avi my little pinky finger is thicker than my father's thighs right <laughs> meaning you think my father was tough i'll be so much tougher that saying is a saying which means you know i, I, I am to him like my pinky is tougher than his thigh. It's, it's um, a way of saying, you think he's tough, I'm much, much tougher. My father imposed a heavy burden upon you. I will add on your burden. My father, this is another like a saying, a metaphor. My father punished you with whips. I am going to punish you with scorpions. So, in other words, I'm going to punish you much, much worse. And Yeravam and all of the people came to Rechavam on the third day, as, as the king had said when he said, that you should come back to me on the third day. And the king answered them with harsh words, and he forsaked forsook the ignore and he ignored the advice that the elders had given him. 
And he said, Just like the advice that the young ones had given to him, saying as follows, the word for word, right? My father made your yoke heavy, I'm going to add on it, he punished you just with whips, I'm going to punish you with scorpions. The king did not listen to the people's request. And this verse says, Ki because God had made this occur, Leman Hakim et Devaro, in order to fulfill his words, Asher Diber Adonai, Biyad Hashiloni El Because to fulfill his prophecy, right? Because God had made this prophecy happening. Now, um the the um this verse The verse can be understood in many ways. The most obvious way to understand this would somehow con- would somewhat contradict with the way I began this podcast. And that is to understand it as saying that the king did not listen to the nation because God was the cause of all of this, because God wanted to bring about the fulfillment of the prophecy that he said to Yerav Ambenibot. And indeed, many commentaries understand it this way. I would like to point out a few things here that are different, <laughs> that actually show that, that what the verse says is, if anything, the opposite of that. Let's read this verse carefully now. Velo shoma hamelech el ha'am. It was the king who did not listen to the nation. So the first words of this verse are emphasizing that this decision made, the one who decided to take this terrible, terrible advice and act in such an inconsiderate and irresponsible way was the king himself, was Rechav Am. He was the one who made the decision not to uh, listen to the nation. Ki right? Because the cause of all of, of what resulted from that was from God, right? Leman hakim et because God, uh, in order that God would accomplish, would achieve His promise. In other words, the, what the verse is telling us is the king made the decision. Rechavam made the decision not to listen, and then everything that resulted from that, the siba, was God fulfilling the promise that He had made. If you read this verse carefully, that's what you'll see. And this is not so. In other words. What really is happening here is what happens everywhere. We as human beings make the decision to act in a certain way, be it the proper way or the improper way. And then the, the cause, uh, the result of that decision, the effect of that decision, happens the way God designed it to happen. God set up a world in such a way that if, the, if what the, you're going to act in such a horrific and such a... Um, irresponsible and such an inconsiderate and such a cruel way the result will be rebellion the result will be uh, a revolution um, so that so this would conclude verse 15 and um, I would uh, uh, you know we'll stop here for the first half of this ch- chapter the next half of the chapter will read what the re- end result was of this terrible decision on the part of Rehavam the first and worst decision of Rechavam's career 
and one which would have lasting effects throughout history. Thank you so much for paying attention, for studying together with me. Looking forward to studying the rest of this chapter and the wonderful Book of Kings together. Have a wonderful day.